This is the All the More podcast, where we are continually searching out scriptural truths all the more. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Levi Moore, and I am joined by my co-host and brother, Aaron Moore. Each episode, we look into God's Word and search out His truths. So, let's go ahead and dive on into His Word and see what He shows us this week. Well, uh, welcome everyone back to the All the More podcast. The first episode recorded, and uh, it's been a it's been a good long while. It's been uh, this will be almost a little, I guess, about ten months. Uh, it was back in February whenever we re- released our our last episode, and uh, there's been a lot going on uh, since then. And, uh, and 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 you know, when I say we, I do mean both me and Aaron, because Aaron's uh, back here with me again. So, uh, hello, Aaron. Welcome to the podcast. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. <laughs> Um, you know, we got uh, got a, a, a lot a lot going on between uh, between February and and, uh, and you know, here we are at the you know, tail end of of December twenty twenty one and uh, and so uh, I, I thought you know uh, re- uh, very briefly we could uh, kind of you know help y'all catch up with with us uh, just you know all that we've we've had going on uh, since the last episode and um, so uh, you know. Uh, Aaron and I have have both uh, you know uh, continued uh, our, our our progress and our degrees. I'll, I'll let Aaron talk about his own uh, his own business, uh, and uh, if he leaves any important stuff out, I'll, I'll have to to call him out on it and brag on him in a minute. But anyhow, uh, you know we you know, uh, I, I'm still still at Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I've got five classes left until I've uh, until I finish up my Master's of Divinity. Um, and my plans now are to, uh, uh, you know, come, come graduation to, um, uh, hopefully move into the PhD in biblical interpretation, uh, at the esteemed, uh, New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. Uh, my brother has brought me over to the purple side of life. Uh, and, uh, so that's, that, that's our goal or, or my goal, I should say. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, school, school's coming along and, uh. And, and we're going. So, uh, uh, Aaron, uh, uh, what what do you have going on school wise? Uh, about the same. About done. Um, I have four classes left uh, till I I finish my master's degree, and uh, just finished writing my thesis, which was uh, slightly shorter than probably some theses, but it was it was enough anyway. Um, which it, it's not com- well. I don't know how to describe it to you. I would talk about it before, you know, they it's a uh, fifty pages roughly now and I don't know there's still a finishing process that has to be done and maybe a little longer, who knows? But uh so I'm looking forward to being done with that. And um still pastoring the church and uh like I believe I said, a lot of things have been going on in between now and then, so it's kinda I don't even know where to start, but anyway. Uh, but I'll just—I don't know what else to say besides that. Yeah, well, uh, 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 since, since uh, you know, I, I have to 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 you brag on Aaron. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, he he uh, he he's being very very uh, uh modest at the moment. He he got an A on his thesis, uh, and uh, and which was on uh, was it divine aseity? Is that right, Aaron? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, so so uh, you know, well, uh roughly, yeah. 
or <laughs> which uh, you know mo- most most people, most scholars and everything, you know, you know, are, uh, or even a lot of you know scholars, you know, would look at you sideways if they heard divine aseity. What's that? Yeah, you because know, you don't. That's not a. That's not you know not a, a coffee shop word. You know, <laughs> you hear every day. Um, but you know, the 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 very basic meaning is just this: the uh, the uh, transcendence of God. Um, you know, beyond. Uh, everything within the created, you know, created world, uh, you know, and, and is that 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 right, Aaron? Kind of the yeah, I mean, it's just uh, the yeah. We could spend days talking about it, but they the all the different intricacies about it and all. But yeah, basically, it's it's the common notion that most people have or should have as far as Christianity goes. That um, you know, by default, if God is the creator of all things, He has to be. Uh, greater than all things and um, a lot of people um, again speaking vaguely here uh, think of God that way uh, and my thesis is basically making a metaphysical defense of divine aseity which again is God's transcendence and um, or his aseity which is his transcendent or his otherness I guess you could I don't He's completely other than anything else. And so, but again, it's 50 pages long, so you can't really. <laughs> yeah, that 50 pages would, would, uh, would, would, you know, roughly equate to, you know, uh, you know, I don't know, a, a solid, you know, hour, maybe, no, no, pro- pro- probably a, a solid, you know, two hours worth of, uh, uh, worth of uh, your reading, like, like at a, at a, you know, relatively, you know, slow pace to, to really digest it. Um, but it's uh, philosophical, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, de- it's de- definitely a deep, a, a deep subject. You know, simple but deep. Yeah, I mean, it's a uh, yeah. It's it shouldn't be. Uh, it shouldn't need to be defended, but it but it is because there's a uh, in modern scholarship, theological scholarship, and certainly biblical scholarship. Uh, when I say biblical, I mean actual you know, New Testament studies and things. An Old Testament, for that matter, but there's a idea that people are uh, watering down what God is, and they're and and again, I don't want to get into all the details of it right this second because we could do another whole episode on that. But oh yeah, well, and 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 yeah, we 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 probably should once uh once your uh, formalization and everything of your thesis goes down that 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 that'd be that'd be something because uh, I I I still need to go through and. Uh, you know, go through and, and do and, and like actually finish finish read, reading it, uh, which uh, I, I think I might need an updated copy because the one I've got is only thirty five pages. So uh, you know, if there's you know, fifty pages, yes, I, I'm missing I'm missing about fifteen. <laughs> well, roughly, I can't remember how many exactly it is. Yeah. Um. But it's it's something I've been thinking about for a long time. So. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I don't know how to even talk about it without getting into it because everything about it, um, I've been told several times, you know, in the course of other professors and other people dealing with it, it's like the first time that I ever really heard about it or certainly you know, there's very few people talking about it, at least this specific dealing with God and abstract objects and so right. on and so forth. Yeah, well, I, I mean, it, it's you know, we'll, we'll definitely have to you know, uh, you know, plan on 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 uh, you know, doing a, a an uh, introduction to uh, you know, the doctrine of divine aseity. You want know, 
once once you you, you get get everything finalized and then then we can kind of do an uh, expose or whatever you want to call it or not 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 expose because we're not like calling somebody out we're just doing a exploration i guess you could call it um and what we're talking about here talking about the book of isaiah what we'll be talking about in a minute i guess or isaiah chapter nine but a lot of these it's a it's a highly the this whole idea of a sadius and god's transcendence and god's omniscience is all of his uh his all that stuff is is highly biblical and you, you can really see it the classic idea the classic understanding of doctrine of god comes mainly and as far as i can tell from isaiah 40 through 48 right and so yeah what um uh before we we get to that and you just to, to you finish out our our uh uh little wrap up of of of, of usness i guess uh you know, uh aaron and i uh, had the uh great pleasure uh was it back in uh, september i think it was uh the the, the two of us were uh, uh, able to go up to the uh, 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 Duluth campus of uh, New Orleans Seminary, uh, and uh, Aaron Aaron was able to to give kind of a uh, you know, preview lecture uh, to uh, one of the seminary classes up there on you know I think it was a systematic theology class uh, yeah. on uh, uh, on your your you know, early, early stages of your thesis, and uh, and then uh, uh, I. I, I I was able to to get, give a guest lecture for uh, in the Christian doctrine class at the uh, Leeville College class that's up there on that campus on uh, the uh, um, you know on you know the Trinity you know the doctrine of the Trinity and uh, uh, kind of you know, get, giving a, a defense of that and, and and exploring some of the heresies therein but um, which that'll kind of come into play uh, you know, probably a little later here in this episode but. Yeah, anyways, you, you, we, we, we've you both had a lot going on school-wise, uh, a, lot, a lot of stuff going on ministry-wise. Yeah, I'm still the associate pastor at uh, Everett Baptist Church uh, here in, in Georgia, and so you know, we're, we're we're both uh, full, you know, you're fully engaged in ministry, fully engaged in school, and fully engaged in, in work. <laughs> so got got a lot of a lot of things that are that are going on, but uh, um, you know, without you know kind of you know, dra- dragging dragging too much out longer uh too much of this longer uh you know uh, aaron, aaron kind of already already alluded to to to, to us going in to uh isaiah chapter nine um and so you really you know uh what we're going to be doing is uh you know, especially at th- th- this time of year a lot of people you know, look at you know, Isaiah nine six, Isaiah seven fourteen, and you know, you know, a lot of other passages. You know, being that it's you know, Christmas season, and uh, you know, uh, one of the things that really sparked this whole uh, this whole idea uh, for for this episode was uh, I, I was at the barber because uh, we we'd actually intended on on recording this episode last week, but I was having some significant technical issues. And so uh, we had to to delay it. And so, uh, but anyways, I, I was at the barber last week, and, and uh, uh, my, my my barber and I, we you know, we we always get into these uh, you know, theological discussions at some point. Uh, you know, while I'm sit, sitting there in the chair, and um, you know, uh, uh, I, I I I do believe him to be uh, to be a Christian. Um, you know, though some some of his uh, doctrinal uh, convictions, I believe, are 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 somewhat skewed. Um, but you know, like I said, I, I, I do, I do, do, do fully believe, believe him to be, you know, to, you know, to, to be a Christian. Um, and, and, and some of that may be that, that, you know, he and I are using different vocabulary, but meaning the same thing. 
but but there's only you know so much you, you know you can do you talk talking to a guy you know you know for you know, for an hour or so you know once every you know once a month or or once every couple of months or whatever but anyways long and short is you know you, uh, uh the the uh you know defense of of uh, of Jesus being you know the son of god who was in fact human and fully de- both fully human and fully divine and uh and, and all that kind of you know kind of came in, came into play so um that's that's kind of kind of you know, where where we were going to going to start here in Isaiah 9 6 so uh I'll go ahead and, and read that and then then uh we can get get into, uh diving into it so uh, Isaiah 9 6 says you know for to us a child is born to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Um, I I wanted to to to, to kind of you know mention that this uh, Isaiah nine six a lot of times you know people don't you know the general populace does not necessarily take into con take into uh, account the context in which this verse came into play because if you know, if you go back to isaiah seven fourteen uh in particular uh you know it says that um therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign behold the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel and of course we know that Emmanuel means God with us and so uh you know all this going on between chapters nine or seven through nine is is you know Isaiah here he is in the you know uh, between 800 and 700 BC you know Israel is now two separate nations we have the nation of Israel also referred to as Ephraim and then we have the southern nation of Judah well king Ahaz he's the king in, in the southern in the southern kingdom well uh uh the, the the northern kingdom and Syria have have joined forces and they want to go and attack Assyria because Assyria you know the Ninevites you know Assyria you know they're the people that wipe people off the face of the planet and then here's Here's uh, uh, you know, uh, Israel and and regular Syria, not Assyria, but just Syria. They're trying to cut, you know wanting to go attack them, but they're trying to get Judah to join with them so they can all three of them tag team and, and take them out. But uh, so, but you know, Ahaz doesn't want to do that because he knows that'll be certain death. And then if he refuses, then Israel and Syria are gonna you know kill him and take take him out of the throne and then put somebody else that, that's gonna be supportive in the throne. So he's got a bad a lose lose situation either way, and so that's where you know, Isaiah comes in. He you know, he 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 promises you know, in seven fourteen in Isaiah that uh, uh you know, that you know, he he's gonna ha- ha- have a son. And the, this version in the immediate context is talking about you know Ahaz's wife you know is. You know, the virgin, not 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 virgin, as in they hadn't consummated the marriage, but virgin, as in she had not given birth to a son yet, and so she's you know, promised that you know, the virgin shall, you know, shall conceive and bear a son, and uh, and shall be called shall call his name Emmanuel. Now this refers to Hezekiah uh, in the immediate context. So King Hezekiah he calls the people back to God, but then there's a double fulfillment you know later in in in, in the Gospels with Jesus. And so, uh, anyhow, yeah, uh, yeah. There, there, there's there's a lot of stuff that goes on. And so, you know, whenever you get down here to chapter nine, uh, verse six, that's where you know we 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 are still looking somewhat at the immediate context of what's going on with Isaiah and Ahaz and later Hezekiah. But at the same time, it's also all of this is pointing toward Jesus Christ. Um, Aaron, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Also, it's um... 
possibly even in some more like immediate context we're talking about is like this passage. Um, you know, I just remember in Isaiah six here, the, in the year King uh, Uzziah died, um, you know, it's like a year of transition, to, you know, from a decent King to a not so decent King. And, and, uh, <clears throat> and as you can imagine, the, the nation of Israel doesn't really, uh, I don't know if they don't know what to do or, or how you want to say it, but, Nevertheless, anyway, so a lot of this language about a new king, an eternal king, a savior, a redeemer coming uh, in, in chapter nine, it talks about uh, you know setting up a, a new government and an eternal kingdom. Uh, these types of ideas are all being mentioned here. And uh, I don't know if that's if that's where you're going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean that that, that that's that's really really where like you know, uh, some some commentators you know suggest that the chapter nine you know for the for the most or at least you know verses two through two through seven really point toward toward the you know the future you know messianic you know eternal kingdom uh, and and not necessarily the the uh, I mean there, there there some of it does point to the immediate like right then and there like later Hezekiah coming but. But a lot, but you know, some, uh, some commentators you know, point to the fact that it, you know, or suggest that it points to the the uh, the you know, eternal kingdom of God as opposed to just a temporal, you know, present on you know, on the earth kind of kingdom. Yeah, I mean, I I, I would say that it would have to be that because um, it seems like in, in verse six, <clears throat> Hezekiah or any other normal king wouldn't be called. Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace, right? Yeah, well, and, and, and I mean that, that that like that that was my, that was you know kind of kind of my thought too. I mean that I've I've read and and some some uh, uh, some of the uh, uh, critical um, critical uh, or textually critical commentaries uh, as far as the, the the Hebrew goes, and and, and they they talk about how uh, you know it was common practice, uh, you know, especially like in you know, Egypt and in other. And, and in other nations to to refer to to the kings um, with these kind of you know, names like this, even though they weren't necessarily immediately fitting. Which, of course, Hezekiah, that would be appropriate for Hezekiah. Um, you know, the, Hezekiah would not be mighty God. I mean, he wouldn't be because uh, he's just you know a guy you know born you know from two human parents. Uh, he wouldn't be the everlasting father or anything. But but you know, all these all these. Um, Aspects, you know, you know, all these other names that that, that, that are given here uh, in the immediate context, you know, that, that, that they suggest would be, uh, you know, kind of, I don't know, honorary titles, so to speak. And and, and one of them even suggested that 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 mighty God would be is you know, could could even be translated as mighty hero instead of mighty God, even though the 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 Hebrew word there for God is El, you know, which is. You know, God, because you, know, you see, either yeah. El or, or Elohim, you know, are the two are, are you know, the, the most common words for God. Yeah, there's a lot of allusions or literary allusions that I, I think that, uh, you know, in, in a lot of the Old Testament prophecies, they seem, you know, you're the Old Testament scholar, not me, but uh, I, I do think that there are a lot of allusions to the coming kingdom. Uh, and, and, and other passages we, we, we know have to be talking about God himself. Uh, for example, uh, in verse two, it says the people who walked in darkness have 
seen a great light, those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of the death, and upon them a light has shined. And so it seems to be, um, you know, I think of Psalms 23, 23, you know, right. on your staff, you comfort me. This is the idea of kingship and uh, ruling and reigning and so on and so forth. Uh, sovereign God type idea. And, and, um, and also in verse three, halfway down, it says, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil, you have broken the yoke of burden. Um, and uh, I think about, um, talking about in the everlasting kingdom, you know, Jesus Christ is going to inherit the entire earth. Right. And Hebrews, it tells us that, um, those who are sons and daughters of God, you know, the Christian or people of trust in Christ or will be uh, joint heirs with Christ as a son. So it's, you know, the nation of Israel, the true Israel, those who God's people um, will be jumping for joy because the spoil of the whole earth and this eternal kingdom will be divided amongst the nation. Right. And so uh, and that's an, Another illusion, I think. Um, so anyway, I don't know what, what whatever else you think. But that's and and also another little point from the apologetic side of things. I would just uh, I'm just wary of some of the critical stuff, the critical commentary because I think it's I, I I just couldn't imagine an is an Israeli or Hebrew king. Carrying or the Hebrew people ever thinking it'd be okay to do what the Egyptians do, right? Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I, I and yeah, I, I, I'm with you there. I mean, like, and 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 as far as you know, so, some of the 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 you know, critical, like as far as textual criticism goes, uh, I mean, you know, you know, a quick aside on on textual criticism, you know, the, the simplest you know definition of that is basically where you look at the you, know, you all like look at all of the existing manuscripts, like the handwritten manuscripts that that, that are available, and you know, kind of. Uh, and, and try to see, you know, what the general consensus is. You know, giving some more weight to the older ones or the ones that have been proven to be, or at least thought to be more reliable, um, so so that we can get to to identify what the original was. Because I mean, most most of the time, you know, any kind of uh, you know changes or, or modifications within the uh, manuscripts are you know, just general simple things like you know like the, the the scribe you left off one letter or confused one letter for another because you know in in the in the uh, in Hebrew some of the letters can look very similar to 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 others um or they doubled a word or they you know omitted a word that should have been there and you know that was in the in the first one so you know, simple things like that it's not that you know there are, there are huge um gaps of verses that oh this person added in this whole you know this whole chapter here to to prove a point no i mean it's it's you know most of the time it's, it's you know little things like that 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 are are, are what the textual criticism looks at but um yeah you know, and, and, and uh and, and the, the commentary I, i'm referring to i think it was the uh the international uh critical commentary or something like that something like that um Anyhow, it basically it, it was just you know, talking about how you know in it, it, in that time frame you know, there 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 had been common practice in other nations of doing that kind of thing, but then again you know, here we are in in a in a prophetic you know, book. Um, you know, yeah, it, I, think, I think ultimately um, 
you know, and this is another aside on all this stuff. I know this is getting real tangential here, but thing, um, you know, I think you can judge the quality or the reliability of a commentary on the book of Isaiah by, by how do they interpret uh, everything after chapter 40. Um, because a lot of the critical commentaries will start getting off the wall when you get to past 40. In my opinion, or not it's off the wall, but one thing, you know, Isaiah is in the top three most quoted books by Jesus himself. Right. And uh, I mean, you, and, Jesus, and, and, you know, that was even the, the book that Jesus quoted, you know, whenever he was in the um, in the temple, he says, you know, and, and you know, this day, you know, this this passage was fulfilled, you know. Right, exactly. And so but there's a lot of I don't see how. And again, I don't know what the commentary is, but in general, for anybody listening, if if the commentary writer who's commentating on the book of Isaiah doesn't reference any of the way the New Testament uses the book of Isaiah, then and yet they reference other texts from what the Egyptians use. It seems pretty clear their presuppositions are um, not in the right spot. But anyway. It's also worth mentioning that the dang, this a uh, lot of textual criticism, nothing wrong with textual criticism, but it's also worth noting that textual criticism is a result of the dadgum Germans and the German higher criticism. Oh yeah, yeah. I I I, I was just about about to mention that is that yeah because you know the uh, a lot of the uh, you, you can definitely take the whole you know, textual critici- criticism thing to uh, to a whole new level that that almost to the that, that uh, results in an almost entirely demythologized deconstructed like there's no such thing as as you know Jesus or God or anything. It's just all literature at that point, and 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 that's not that's not what what you know what. We, we ought to do i mean you know, when we uh when we you know, do any kind of textual criticism really you know, what you what you're trying to do is you know, identify what god intended for that you know for that you know man that vessel to to say at that point in time to the people who needed to hear the message not right. necessarily you know trying to to tear it down and and and, and break it apart and say well what they really meant to say you know, he was just making a whole allegory or whatever that's that that, that, that that's that's hogwash um but uh you you go, going to you know, back to the whole you know, the these these uh these names here at the, at the end of of 96 um uh some so some translations uh will render it uh as you know uh you know, like you know it'll be wonderful comma counselor comma mighty god comma uh, everlasting father comma prince of peace you know there'll be like five names but then but you know really I, uh uh from 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 you know, from what i've read and and just my own personal opinion i i i think that the, the the better rendering is to you know only have you know uh you know, four names with you know like four names of doublets so wonderful counselor mighty god Everlasting Father and the Prince of Peace, because you know, in the Hebrew that's kind of how it really meshes together well. Um, and you're talking about you know, being a wonderful counselor. Uh, I wanted to to kind of you mentioned that um, the word wonderful there, because you know, of course you know, these being names, um, all of these words here are are nouns. Um, you know, they're not they're not you know like you know, even the word wonderful. It's not a um, I guess it's not an adjective. It, it, it is it is functioning in a way that is adjectival. 
being a describing function, but it's not, it itself is not an not an adjective. It's actually a noun, uh, which is you know kind of peculiar in, in, in my opinion. But uh, but beyond that, the uh, you know, for you, for, the, for those that don't know, um, Hebrew has a uh, you know, has a a three consonant like base system for for for. Uh, for for all words, so basically, you know, you, you, you'll have your ABC uh, you know, has a verbal form and a noun form, and so the 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 root you know for this word wonderful, uh, you know, it it it, it you know, the, the common root there denotes you know, the moment that something is initiated, uh, initiated by or linked with the performer of an action. Uh, and, and and then when that thing becomes effective and and, and you like when I, re- I read that that definition from uh, the it's the uh, uh, not not bdag that's the Greek one the uh, uh, halot the uh, Hebrew and Aramaic lexicon of, of the Old Testament is kind of like the the, the gold standard um, dictionary of, of Hebrew and Aramaic words um, you know when 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 I I read read that definition I was like man that 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 sounds a whole lot like you know Jesus doing an effective act. You know, on uh, on the world, like through his death, burial, and resurrection, him you know paying the the, the cost. And, and when I say effective, I mean that it's it ha- it has an effect on the world. It it, it brings something into completion. Um, and so you know uh, this this verse you know in, in my mind, you know, him being the wonderful counselor, you know, counselor being a uh, a legal term, a legal counselor. Uh, so he's the he he's the effective, initiating, you know, wonderful counselor, legal counselor, you know, who, you know, who he he acts as our advocate you know, between us and God. I mean, and and that was just, that 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 was like blew my mind when you know, when when I when when I saw that. Um, I mean, I I just I just I, uh, I I mean, and I kind of had this. This this uh, epiphany, like when as I was teaching this text the other, uh, a couple Sundays ago, I mean, I, I in the middle of the teaching, I had this revelation. Like it it, it wasn't like I like, like I had you know planned it out, but then then you know, God like opened up my mind. I was like, oh man, I gotta I gotta I gotta light this up. So I mean, I I, I kind of went off on a, on a side tangent on that for a minute, but but anyways, it, it was it was great. Um, and uh, but anyhow, yes. Yeah, so, so so there's uh, the uh, wonderful counselor, you know, mighty God. Of course, you know, you know, mighty God. I mean, it's, I mean, it's kind of self-explanatory. He's the, you know, God. He's you know, speaks to his deity and his his power, everlasting Father, or also could be rendered as Father of Eternity. Um, you, know, you know, he's he's everlasting. He he is he is and was and always will be. And he's you know the Father. He's the source of life and caretaker of his children. Um. I mean, it, 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 you know, he's he's it kind of also pairs nicely with the idea of, you know, the source of eternal life, you know, which is what Jesus gives us. And lastly, and, and you know, and, you know, being the Prince of Peace, you know, this like that was a, a, a comforting thought at this particular immediate context time in Isaiah uh, with Ahaz and all the things going on with Assyria and Syria and Israel. Um, but also looking forward to you know the 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 coming tribulation and the coming uh, you know times you know uh, in end times you know uh, the, all the things bad things that are going to happen there you know it, it's it's a comforting thought you know that we serve the Prince of Peace. I, I would just say something that's been glossed over and um, or not glossed over, but hurried past in my own personal reading for a while. But uh, one thing I think it's important to notice about 
that you say, obviously, mighty God is talking about you know, he's God, so he's mighty. But something that's important to note, this is a messianic prophecy. And so it's, you know, we take for granted that Jesus is God and that Jesus is a Messiah. But, you know, this is, again, I, I think a, a general theme throughout the entire book of Isaiah is that, or t- throughout the entire Old Testament, is, you know, God having, is God is redeeming and saving his people. So God himself is, is um, you know, eventually is, is doing all these things. Right. And I think it's also worth mentioning that nowhere else, as far as I'm aware, you may be aware somewhere that, um, that you know, it says mighty God, but then everlasting father, talking about Trinitarian stuff. Nowhere, nowhere else is, is God or even possibility of speaking of God alluded to as being father. Um, while also being also Prince of Peace, um, because Prince gives the idea of being the, I don't know how literal the Prince of Peace is. If it's, I don't know what the Hebrew it, word is. It's, uh, right? um, Zar Shalom, which is literally. Is that literally Prince or is that yeah, ruler uh, king? Uh, uh, it, well, uh, you know, head or ruler or Prince, but I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the, the, you know. I'm saying like a Prince is normally a son of a, is son of a, someone of, of another yeah i, I mean you know, l- looking at the uh what you call it here the um uh how lot i mean you know, your prince is your prince is the um uh, the the most common common rendering uh i mean because it, it, it can carry other ideas like being a leader or an official but but uh, uh i mean you, uh, according to how lot here you know the uh, uh your prince is a or because you know, there's a holy prince which I mean, that's not what Sar itself means, but uh, yeah, Sar means you know, prince, though. Right. Okay. Well, I was just saying that you know we t- we're taking for granted that this is messianic, and we know now that, or you know, the New Testament say we, but the New Testament tells us, you know, or by the New Testament, I'm trying to figure out how to say it anyway, that Jesus is God and um, the second person of the Trinity and so on and so forth, but um, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You, you, you have to tell me because I can't think of in the Old Testament where it specifically says that the Messiah will be God. I mean, I, I, I can't think of anything like right offhand uh, that that. Like, I mean, it's never, it's never, as far as I can tell, it's never explicitly stated that that the one who is going to be the Redeemer is going to be God Himself, right? And that's why you know one of my my. In my personal opinion, I I preached the fire out of Isaiah sixty four uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and I don't know if you, I don't want to get ahead of yourself with the whole trinitarian stuff, but you know, in Isaiah sixty four, it starts off. Isaiah says, "Oh, that you would rend the heavens, that you would come down." Come, he's <clears throat> calling out to God, and praying, saying, "Oh, that you would." you know, tear open the heavens and come down to us. And and then, you know, he goes on to say, you know, make the, the mountains uh, or that the mountains might shake at your present. And as fire burns, brushwood and fire causes water to boil to make your name known to your adversaries and that the, the nations may tremble at your presence. So, you know, Isaiah's calling out, crying out, you know, God, if you just come down and intervene. And uh, talking about Trinitarianism and this God coming down himself, 
it's interesting that the same language is used in Mark, the Gospel of Mark, chapter 1, uh, at the baptism of Christ, when it says the heavens were rent or the heavens were torn. And, um, you know, you see Jesus being baptized, the Spirit descends on Jesus like a dove, and you hear God the Father say, this is my Son in whom I am well pleased. So it's almost like, I don't I don't know if if, if you could say this or not, but it's like uh, Isaiah's prayer is answered, uh, you know, 800 years later. Right. Uh, that, you know, say, oh, God, won't you just come down here and, and help us, you know, because they, you know, they remember how the God, you know, God literally came down during the Exodus. You know, he led them up out of Egypt. He uh, did all this stuff for them, and he was pillar of fire and pillar of smoke. Right. And so the same thing um, here, you know, Isaiah is basically saying, won't you just come down here and make yourself known? And eventually the Messiah, the one who Isaiah is talking about this whole book, uh, actually does do it. And Jesus Christ, you know, and he runs the heavens, comes down and and uh, makes all things uh, right again. So there's, you know, delivers finally in the nation of Israel and fills these other prophecies for the nation of Israel and so on and so forth. So I, I thought that was, I mean, I was blown away studying for that. Well, it, and, that. and, you know, I, I, I know that there is a, uh, and uh, the uh, you know, Second Temple Ju- you know, Judaism, you know, you kind of you know, much later, uh, you know, like after after Isaiah's time, uh, there, there was definitely uh, you know uh, rabbinic teachings and, and, and general general um, consensus that there was that there were kind of a, a, a you know, two powers in heaven kind of a thing. You know, like like there was you know there was kind of a I don't know if I if I don't want to don't want to say it wrongly, but it's all, you know, very similar to you know there being God the Father and then there being you know God incarnate, uh, you know because it's uh, the 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 second person was sometimes referred to as uh, the name, um, and, and so you know it's kind of like you know, here here's you know the Word of God, you know Jesus Christ, He was the Word who became flesh, uh, and, and so um, you know, but 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 outside outside of uh, some of that. Some of those uh, rabbinical uh, teachings. I, I, I don't necessarily know of anything specifically uh, at this moment in time um, in, within Scripture that that specifically you know goes back to the whole uh, you know calling God Father, um, you, know, you know, being mighty God and everlasting Father, and then the you know the Prince, you know, being the the Son of a King. Um, but you know, that, that 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 that's definitely uh, something that uh, you. Know, you know, uh, we could definitely look look into for sure. In fact, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know how this will work out, and this is I maybe shouldn't even bring it up, but because uh, you know God is trinitarian, not quadratarian, or however you want right. whatever that you call it. But it, it it would be, and and you know, and of course these names are not in that exact order, but the Holy Spirit is a counselor, so Paraclete. The Father is the everlasting Father, and then the Son is the Prince of Peace, and all together, each one of them is mighty God. Right. And so I don't know if that has anything. I just 
It's an un- uneducated opinion. I just thought about that just now as I'm looking at it. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, I mean, and that's like uh, I, I, I have have those kind of thoughts all the time. You know, where I, I just you know, kind of you know toss the idea around in my mind. Hmm, you know, is that if that is that right? You know, is that a possibility? And um, I mean, yeah, but but yeah, yeah, it, it is. It is that is interesting. You know, how you have you know, the wonderful counselor, um, you know, being that because you, know, you, you uh, we have the you know like you're saying the uh, Paraclete, you know, the Holy Spirit, you know, the ad, uh, the Helper, uh, you know, that Jesus you know sent uh, to us after after he left after he left Earth. Earth. Um, so I mean that, that that's, that's definitely uh, an, an interesting idea uh, for sure. Um, uh, unless you have have anything else, Aaron, on on Isaiah nine six, uh, we could kind of look over at um, you know, kind of uh, addressing uh, some theological heresy that was already addressed back in Nicaea and Constantinople. Sure. <laughs> um, so so um, uh, I, I guess you know, kind of wanted to look, you know, uh, address you know this uh, you know oneness doctrine. Uh, you, you, um, you know, you full disclosure, uh, Aaron and I are, 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 uh, uh, you know, Southern Baptists though, um, you know, e- even with a, a lot of the drama, this, this, and, and, and moral decay that's, uh, been going on in the last, in the last you know couple of years with the Southern Baptist convention as a whole, put the convention to the side, you know, what, what we as, as Southern Baptists believe, you know, you know, we, we still hold to. Uh, regardless of what the convention is and what goes on in it, but um, you know, uh, Southern Baptists are are hundred percent you know Trinitarian, uh, you know, in, in the classical sense. Um, and so, uh, uh, th- there are there are some some sects within Christianity, uh, some some forms of Pentecostalism, especially that uh, adhere to uh, you know what's called oneness doctrine, um, and, and really that's a uh, it's a, a a modern spin of 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 what of what what was called modalism or Sibelianism, uh, and in short, you know, they reject that there is a Trinity. They uh, they they are similar to Unitarians, uh, you know, as as opposed to Trinitarian. Unitarian is you kind of uh, you know, you know, says that there is only one one uh, one divine spirit. Uh, you know, there's, you know, you, you know, God is the, you know, God, the father is the only God. Jesus is not the son of God, but man who was more in tune with God. And then the Holy Spirit is just the power or force of God in the universe. That's kind of the Unitarian take is that, you know, God himself, God, the father is the only divine being. Jesus is just in tune, more in tune with God, but only just a man. And that the Holy Spirit is just God's power or force in the universe. Um, the the oneness doctrine is similar to that, but they they believe that that God reveals Himself in three different person or three different personalities or modes, hence modalism. So at some points He's the Father, at some points He's the Son, and at other points in time He's the Holy Spirit. But it's always you know one person, one being as a whole, um, and 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 so that's. Uh, um, that is, that's the oneness doctrine, and you know, in a very simplistic way. I mean, yeah, I know some people might might blast me for, you know, grossly simplifying some of their finer points, but that's the the, the general gist of it uh, for the time we have here. Um, and so you know, back in uh, three twenty five at the Council of Nicaea, and in three eighty one at the Council of of uh, Constantinople, 
you know, we had like this discussion had already taken place we, where, you know, uh, is God, you know, are God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, are they three separate entities? Are they the same one? Are they similar? And so what what it basically came down to is, is that, uh, you know, the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are, and the, you know, the term that they agreed on was um, – uh, homoousian, meaning they are of the same su- the same essence, the same substance, uh, as opposed to uh, ho- homoousian, which is similar substance. So, uh, you know, the Father, the Son, and the, and the and the Holy Spirit, they are all exactly the same substance, um, but they are still three separate person personages, if that's even a word to use, but. Um, and they, they, they function in those ways uh, as the Father and as the Son and as the Holy Spirit. Um, Aaron, you, you have anything to add on, on on Trinitarianism? Yeah, I got a pile, but I'll try to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would say that, you know, obviously it's extremely difficult because I spent a long time trying to do it, uh, and a lot of other people have. I mean, this to the Trinity is nothing new, but it's worth mentioning that the, in the 20th century is supposed to be the, the, uh, the renaissance of Trinitarian theology and people started a revival and people worrying about or thinking about writing about the Trinity as a whole. But most, as far as I can tell, most normal people and most people in the 20th century are the opposite of oneness. They're a social Trinitarian idea or even possibly uh, tritheism where they believe that um, that there's a, a real, I mean, which again, I don't, it's hard to even describe exactly how it is, but they, you know, Jesus is God, God, the father is God and the Holy spirit is God, but neither the father is not the son. And the, the son is not the Holy spirit and the Holy spirit is not the father. So on and so forth. You know, there's a, there's a one, there's a one and threeness to the whole thing. And, and the main thing with the modalism, again, is that you know, they're is that they're focusing on the oneness and not the threeness. And the opposite, other end of the spectrum, would be the social trinitarianism, which is the focusing on the threeness and not the oneness. Um, but it, it, another one thing that you an, another doctrine, if you will, that you have to hold, um, and certainly the people did at Nicaea, is the uh, whole you know, doctrine of simplicity that is God is not made of parts um, of composite parts. And he's one of one substance. Like Levi was just saying, you know, there there's three persons, but the three persons are one substance and there's no, uh, I don't even know how to, how to get, you know, some, getting some deep stuff. Uh, how do you exactly say that? But, but, but the, 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 you know, all three are God and you can't have God, the father and God, the son, you know, they can't kick out God, the Holy Spirit. I mean, they're they're indivisible. You are you tracking? yeah yeah yeah. I mean that because like like what and and if, you know, any kind of you know, analogy. So before I go there, we, you know, we humans are finite beings. Um, you know, God is an infinite being, and here we are, finite, limited beings, trying to understand and describe an infinite being. And and if we, as finite beings, could fully describe and understand how God Himself works, then He would not be God. Um, but uh, what, what, all that, all that, all that said, you know, you, uh, we, you know, we can make analogies that describe 
you know how God is, who He is, and how He functions, and how He works and operates, but and, and what His characteristics are. But every analogy will fall short. But you know, really, the the um, the analogy that I kind of go to most often to describe you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, how they are each fully God, and how they how there's not you know tritheism, how there aren't three different gods, and it's all just one God. Is you know mathematically, you know, if you look at because uh, it's in a way this is kind of what 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 um you know uh, what oneness kind of looks at almost is they uh, are not necessarily I don't, I don't know anyways some some people look at God uh, as you know one third of God plus one third of the Son plus one third of the, the Spirit equals one God but that means that each each third of them is only a third God uh, and, and and so that's not how it works so you can't look at it, and then some people look at it as one God plus the one Son plus one Spirit equals three gods, and that's definitely not it either. But mathematically, when you, if you look at it as, as far as multiplication goes, you have one Father times one Son times one Spirit equals one God, and and, and so you know that's that's you know the way that I've found to uh, you really look at it with it with you know, fewer um, fewer short shortcomings. Uh, at least in the analogy realm, because some people you know, look at the whole, you know, the, the three phases of water, you know, you got you know, liquid, you know, gas and solid. But there again, that's still that's almost modalism there, if not entirely modalism. Because, yeah, because the key is the reason why that analogy would fall short and the reason why modalism falls short is because, you know, if you have if you have one gallon of water. And that one gallon of water is liquid, and then then all of a sudden that one gallon of water freezes. People are and then it and then the one gallon of water boils. You know that same exact one gallon of water. The problem is, is that uh, only one of those states of the water exists at one time. You know it's either gas, liquid, or or uh, solid. But, but the problem, yeah, like for God, is that the, the whole the whole the Holy Spirit, the Father and the Son exist all at the same time. Right, and and, and you know, like that, that, there is a there is a, a a kind of a loophole in that, and that you know, there if you have the right temperature and the right pressure, um, you know, there is a there's something called the uh, the triple point where you can have all three phases all at the same time. But I mean, even 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 with that, I mean, it, you know, still that that argument, I, I I think that analogy still you know falls woefully short, um, you know, because you're still looking at you know, different modes or different states of of the substance as opposed to being three fully intact by themselves, but also all one together, you know, idea like the one times one times one method. Right. Well, and I think biblically speaking, um, like I mentioned a second ago with Mark chapter one, you know, you see all three people, all three persons of the Trinity, at, at one at one spot at one time, but yeah, they're all separate. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Jesus yeah. Is in the river, the Holy Spirit's descending, and the Father's, you know, saying out loud, you know, "This is my Son, and whom I'm well pleased." And, right. And, and, and you, if that if that if that scenario were not a were not the best, um, if God were not trinitarian, yeah, as as, as we we hold to, uh, then. Then you know, uh, then you know, God or Jesus is a lunatic because he's talking to himself, calling himself his own son. 
Um, which I mean, in a way, I mean, you, you know, he is calling himself his own son because you know, he, they're they're both fully God, but they're separate persons. Um, but uh, you know that 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 whole that whole situation it, you know, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like especially if you look at John seventeen, I mean, Jesus is praying. Jesus the Son is praying to God the Father. Uh, you know, throughout the entirety of, uh, of John seventeen, so you know, if if the Trinity isn't a thing, then Jesus is just talking to himself, right? Yeah, I mean, and it's uh, also worth mentioning that for example, in, in creation, you know, people will say that, you know, well, God created the world and, and then after he created the world, then, you know, Jesus came uh, incarnate, but you know, the thing is is that God is, God the Father is always on the throne. Um the spirit is indwelled and and, and I mean, that's I mean you just think about it for for regular for in normal everyday Christian life people think about if if God is in heaven yet it also you know to be saved you're supposed to be indwelt by the Holy Spirit so then now okay now God is in heaven but He's also in you and so, but of course we understand that God is omnipresent also but I'm I'm saying like yeah there's multiple I don't know if that's even, I maybe just walk thinking in circles, but you know, they, I just think, I mean, the, this, the Bible seems to be clear. Like, and like you're saying that, that Jesus is not praying to himself. He's right. praying to God, the father. And it's also worth mentioning that God, the father names and reveals God, the son as the son and God, the son reveals and names God, the father as father. Right. Because God says that, God the Father says that this is my son and whom I'm well pleased. And then Jesus specifically calls his father and says, uh, you know, if you've seen me, you've seen my father. And then he tells us uh, Mary, you know, when he's a young boy looking for him in the, and he's in the temple, he said, well, you know, didn't y'all know that I'd be in the, about my father's business? Right, exactly. And so on and so forth. And so he's, he's talking about someone else besides himself. But then he all, Jesus also point blank says, he says that um you know I and the Father are one. Yeah, John ten ten. You seen the Father, um, so on and so forth, and well, and, and I mean you you you're looking at looking at, at John, uh, you know, and, and John one one. I mean it's it's a very clear passage because you, you there, there are a lot of people out there that I don't say a lot, but there there are definitely some people out there that they hold to. Like you were saying a minute ago, that you know that God, that God created everything and then Jesus came, but that's not that's not the case because you know John chapter one, starting in verse one, says, "In the beginning was the Word, the Word being Jesus, and the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the God uh, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made." And so, you know, in, in verses one through three, there we see that you know the Word, one entity. Uh, yeah, he was there at the beginning. The Word, one entity, was there with God, a separate entity. Uh, and the uh, I, and I and I want to be careful to note that when I mean separate entity, I mean that there's you know the Father and the Son, uh, you know, you know being God, and then the Word was God. So they're they are they are together and you know separate. There's that 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 trinitarian idea that they were before everything was. And then it says, then all things that were made were made through him, him being the word, because God made things through the word, 
um, and, and and then you know, and it, not anything that was made was made without him. Um, I mean that that that, that passage is, is just very clear, to, you know, clear to me uh, that you know he's God, that Jesus is God, and he was with God in the, in the beginning. You know that not that Jesus existed only once he was physically born. I mean that's not, that that that's that to me just doesn't sit right. Right. Not to mention that you know, uh, which I know you're talking about the whole Nicaea debate and everything, which you know one of his main things was talking about Arianism. You know the idea that um, that Jesus was uh, created. You know he was non-eternal. He was God's. Because you know Arius was had this whole idea that God was the unbegotten, right? And that Jesus was the eternal begotten. And so you know that Jesus was some kind of he was divine, but to a lesser degree, and so on and so forth. Even though that's that's not true either. Um, but I was going to say that you know taking the Pharisees or the Jewish people in the New Testament, their own word, um, the Pharisees obviously believed that what Jesus was saying himself about himself is that he was God. And then, but at the same time, Jesus was also talking about his father then too. I mean, right. Uh, I don't know if that was, has in, I mean, that, or they, that's what I'm saying. It's the whole Arianism thing. That uh, and plus, like you said in John one, it says before. Uh, well, it's in John one and also in Romans and also in Colossians, right? It tells us that you know uh, all this that the, the, the Son was pre-existent, eternal, co- or not just pre-existent of creation, but also co-existent and co-eternality with uh, God the Father and God the Holy Spirit. But, you know, and, and and I mean, you, if you look at look at John one fourteen too, you know, it says you know, and the word, you know, pointing back to verses one through three, where we saw that God, that the word was with God and the word was God, the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. I mean, you know, so we have the fact that the word became flesh, you know, as we know. And Jesus through you know the the immaculate conception and birth through through Mary, um, and, and and so, uh, I mean that there there is his humanity, and you know through Mary, but the Holy Spirit is one that overshadowed Mary and 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 brought about his conception to begin with. Which well, just one other thing I was going to say to real quick about Isaiah chapter nine was that it says uh, it says. Um, unto us a child is no it says a uh, for unto us a child is born. Then it also says right under that clarifies and says unto us a son is given. Yes. Um, you know, yeah, a child was born, but more importantly, it wasn't any child. It wasn't arbitrarily um, just any old child. But you know, God by His sovereignty you know, on purpose gave his son yes. for a specific son, not just any old son, I guess. Uh, I just say that to clarify, because, you know, going back to the whole critical. Stuff, I was just saying that, you know, that, that God has made it making. All that. But anyway, go ahead with what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, you know, last thing I was going to kind of mention on on, on that that point was just you know, there in one fourteen in John, 
you know, says that the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And that, that immediately throws my mind back to what we just read in, in, uh, uh, in, in uh, Isaiah seven fourteen, what you're calling Emmanuel, you know, God with us. Yeah, if Jesus is the Word, and if the Word became flesh, and the Word is God, then then uh, we have you know God in the flesh dwelling with us, uh, you know, you know, in the in the form of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Um, I mean, and and then you know you know, further you know, uh, you know because you know, looking back to Isaiah nine two where it talks about you know you know the light was in the darkness. Well, John one nine says, you know, the true light, which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. I mean, there again, I mean, you know, we have all these, these references, these allusions back to these prophecies made by Isaiah, uh, you know, seven, eight hundred years before all of this is going down. And so, uh, I mean, it, it's just, it seems very clear to me that we have, you know, Jesus Christ, Jesus is the son of God. He is fully human and fully, uh, fully God. I mean, it just it just seems clear to me. Um, that there was a, a one other passage I wanted to uh, I wanted to, to 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 look at real quick in uh, in Luke chapter one uh, verses twenty six to thirty eight um, says uh, in the sixth month the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and uh, tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the angel said and the angel answered her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called holy. The Son of God, and behold, your relative uh, Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord, let it be said to me, or let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So in that passage, we, you know, we see that, you know, that uh, you know, God sent a messenger specifically to inform Mary, Hey, you know, you have been chosen by God to, you know, carry, uh, his son, you know, to be the, the surrogate, uh, you know, for the birth of his son, you know, so that he might be, I mean, and that was the whole thing for him to be physically born, you know, to be human. Um, it's not like, uh, it, it's not like that. You know, the, the other heresy out there that you know, Jesus didn't become that like he was born man and didn't receive his divinity until after he was resurrected. That's that's foolishness too. He was God in the flesh when he was born in the flesh, as John one says. But uh, you know, that, that that that's another another heresy out there. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, do you have, have anything else to add, Aaron? Well, just one more smack against the dead gun Germans. No. I apologize to any Germans who are listening to this. It's not your fault. It's the German people in the last century that were doing all this stuff. But the thing, uh, what you're talking about, uh, Luke talking about uh, the passage you just read from Luke. Yeah. 
right? Your kingdom will be have no end and right. eternal and so on and so forth. Well, again, that's in Isaiah nine verse seven. It says the same exact talking about the the one who is coming, the king. It says, uh, yeah, right after it says, Prince of Peace says of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. And upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order and establish it with judgment and justice from this time forward, even forever. And the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. But, you know, he's talking about an eternal, never-ending kingdom. Almost, you know, you know, talking about established on the throne of David. Right. I mean, I don't see how you can... Yeah, I mean, there, 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 there's certainly no, no no mincing of words there. I mean, you can't, you can't, you know, scrawl that away or or, or, or you know, scribble it away. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's very explicit. Um, Which I'm not saying it wasn't talking about Hezekiah, but I'm saying, you know, you can't, I mean, it just seems completely crazy to go the whole Egyptian route. Right, sure. About what they call their gods before you go the New Testament route. Right, well, and, and, and too, I mean, you know, a lot of times, you know, especially in, in Isaiah and Ezekiel and Jeremiah, you know, a lot of the, you know, and Daniel, and the, the the major prophets you know, and even even the minor prophet you know, any any prophetic work a lot of t- like there are uh there's always an immediate context for whatever is being said but right. but oftentimes there's also a a future a future context because there's there's the immediate you know foreshadowing of what's going to what what is going to come and then there's the the full like the 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 actual full fulfillment of the full meaning of what it was later in Christ and 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 I mean that that that's really what you know what we see here because I mean you know, David himself you know he was just a type of the of the king who would come you know that is Jesus and 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 so you know, it was in David who you know who uh, you know liberated uh, or, or I, I, not not sure liberated but who. Who you reigned and, and expanded the kingdom of Israel to you know, to you know, to to uh, you, you know uh, great extents. You know, it was to him that the throne was promised that his line would be on it forever, and so that's why you know, it was important in Luke there that that uh, you know, it was mentioned that that you know, uh, that Jesus was of the line of David because you know uh, in, in the book of Matthew. Uh, I believe Matthew follows follows the genealogy of, of of Joseph's line, and then Luke follows the genealogy of Mary's line, and both of them have ha, are, are of the line of David. And I think it was Mary's line who actually has um, some uh, some uh, Levitical uh, you know, priestly you know, members in her line, which would would allow for Jesus to uh, you know, be a part of the priest. And so there, because you know, he's you know, in Hebrews, he's said that he's a uh, he was a the uh, high priest of the um, uh, uh, of of the line of uh, of you know, Melchizedek, you know, who was outside of the whole you know uh, Aaronic Levitical requirement for priesthood. Um, but 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 even still, I mean, you know, that 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 Levitical law was still you know met in in at least you know, that's my understanding. You know, through through Mary's line, he was able to become a priest. And so, therefore, he is not only the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, but he's also, you know, the High Priest, you know, forevermore. Yeah. But you know, all this to say that you know, because we're kind of you meshing two ideas together here. But you know, uh, you know, God exists and as a as a Trinity. You know, there is, you know, in my opinion, and of course in Aaron's opinion, you know, there is. There is uh, sufficient biblical evidence to support 
uh, you know, Trinitarian theology. Uh, but more than that, you know, Jesus is the whole reason, like, you know, to, to use that, that uh, cliche phrase, Jesus is the reason for this season. I mean, you know, Christmas, even though, uh, you know, regardless of, of when it, when, when Jesus may have actually been born, whether it was, whether it was Christmas day, which most scholars don't believe it was, uh, or whether it was sometime in the you know the the, the late spring or early summer, whenever it may have been, where we celebrate on, on on December 25th every year to commemorate the giving of the Son of God for the you know for for the earth for the, for the world that the those who are sinners in this world might have redemption that come you know come you know, spring you know uh, several years down the road. Jesus you know, was the offering. He was the perfect lamb sacrifice that paid you know, for the sins of the world. He was the atoning lamb uh, you know, for all of the sins of the world, not just the elect, not just the few that are limited, but you know, he, he you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that who, whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I mean, that is, that is it. Um, and so, uh, you know, I mean, you know, and and in in you know, Jesus, He's the author and perfecter of our faith, you know, as it says in Hebrews. So, uh, I mean, you know, Jesus is the, the the whole reason for what we believe and for why we celebrate this time of year. Uh, Aaron, uh, you, you have any uh, any uh, other thoughts or closing thoughts or anything? Uh, you, you summed it up pretty good. Uh, I was just gonna, I was gonna recommend. Uh, a book, you know, it's actually a book that you got me for our birthday that contemplating uh, God with great tradition, recovering Trinitarian classical theism by Craig Carter. Uh, it's a, it's a must read. Um, in my opinion, he's talking about pretty much everything we talked about today, as far as uh, a lot of the Isaiah he's actually working on a, on a commentary, a theological commentary on the book of Isaiah right now too. Um, but anyway, he, he makes a lot of really good points about the historical getting into Nicaea and how to understand God from uh, the scripture, the classic idea and you know, the Nicene idea. Uh, and another book, I can't remember. Last, the guy's name is Antolio. This is his last name. Um, it's called Retrieving Nicaea. It's also excellent. I've been reading both of those here lately, so I'll just you can put them in the footnotes or something, or the show notes. For those, for if anybody's interested for future reading or whatever, I think they're both extremely good. You know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have to, to um, I'll, I'll definitely include those, uh, those, those uh, books in the, in the, the show notes. And, and you know, for, for those of you that, that, that uh, uh, you are, are listening, you, know, you can either, you know, go, go to uh, all the more.com and, and, and go to the, go to this episode. Uh, this should be episode 31. Um, you can either go to the episode or, or if you're listening on your, on a smartphone, you should be, should have the, the, uh, the show notes there um, you know, in your, in your podcasting podcast, podcast catcher app. Um, you know, uh, my, you know, my, my podcaster podcast catcher app is, uh, you know, of choice is, uh, antenna pod, uh, mainly cause it's open source software, but that's, uh, that's a, that's a, a, a separate issue altogether that has nothing to do with Jesus Christ. But, 
Um, but anyways, you know, uh, it's it's free, just like the gospel is. So, um, yeah, so I got got to throw that out there because you know the gospel is free for for everyone. Um, you know, but, but it does cost us our life. So, um, but uh, uh, yeah, uh, I, I I can't. Uh, I'm not going to do what I typically do and, and say, yeah, hey, we'll we'll see y'all here in a week or two. I don't know when y'all when y'all hear from us again. Uh, you know, all I can say is that you know, Aaron and I will, uh, as we have time, we will do our best to. Uh, you know, uh, you know, put put out put out uh, you know, uh, episodes that are of of quality rather than 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 quantity because uh, you know we 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 both have I mean, just like everybody but we both have you know, a lot going on with work and school and ministry and and so um, you know we we uh, uh, certainly en- enjoyed you know doing these episodes when you know, when, when we have have time because it's a it's you know, good information or at least we think it's good information I mean you know I kind of you know, uh, arrogantly, th- uh, you know, think, th- think of myself, you know, fairly highly, but, uh, you know, not really. I mean, I, you know, I, I just think you know, that, that it's, it's good information you know, for, you know, for, for people to have. And, and, and it may not always be presented, uh, in, in the way that we present it, not that we are master presenters of anything, but, um, you know, we have a, we have a ministry here, you know, through this podcast that we can share, share the gospel truth with others and, and kind of dig into some of the meat that we might not get elsewhere. But anyways, all that to say, uh, you know, we will get back, you know, uh, you know, see y'all in another episode, uh, or he- I'll hear from you, I guess, or you can hear from us, uh, in an episode at some point, um, you know, in, in the, you know, maybe semi near future, maybe the distant future. I don't know, but we'll, we'll get back in, into the swing of things whenever we can, when we have the, the option to, um, and, and of course, you know, uh, feel free to, to, uh, uh, you know, uh, write in all the more.com slash contact, you know, uh, shoot us an email that way. Uh, you know, any, with any questions or concerns or anything that you, that, that you uh, have on on any of our episodes, or or if you have any any suggestions, I mean, by all means, include that. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, all, all I'm uh, all I'll say in closing is, you know, we just want to wish you a, a very merry Christmas, and uh, you hope that you uh, can can uh, uh, enjoy it with your families as we celebrate the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, until next time. Keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more. Thanks for listening to the All the More podcast. If you like what you have heard or are interested in other related content, head on over to allthemore.com. That's all the more with two O's.com. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your other favorite podcasting app like Pocket Casts. Until next time, keep on searching out scriptural truths all the more.